0: I'm super excited to dive into today's topic. As a recovering perfectionist, I know all too well that trying to constantly do things perfectly can rob you of so much joy in your mom life. So I can't wait to share how I've been able to get over my perfectionism and just do it. Before I do, though, remember to press that checkmark button in your podcast app to subscribe or follow this podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you like this episode, please share it with another mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Nikki Odin so we can connect and be even better friends. And don't forget, I'm starting something new this season to allow you to get more involved with the show. It's called Ask Nikki. If there's a mom life topic you want me to cover in an episode or a question you're dying to hear me answer, email it to me at nikki at youridealmomlife.com, and if it's a good fit, I'll air it on the show. I cannot wait to hear from you. And now, let's talk perfectionism. For as long as I can remember, I've been putting intense pressure on myself to perform, My dad often recalls a time when I was in grade school and I became so distraught after coloring outside the lines that I took the crayon, pressed it as hard as I could onto the page and scribbled over the entire drawing to destroy it. I remember that too. I also remember trying to master the clarinet in sixth grade and getting so frustrated with myself that I literally pulled hair from my scalp. I know. Yikes. Miriam webster defines perfectionist as an individual who exhibits or adheres to perfectionism, which, in turn, is defined as a disposition to regard anything short of perfection as unacceptable. For me, it goes much deeper than that. A perfectionist ties their identity and their worth to their performance. And for much of my life, I lived that way, tying my identity to my performance. You think that caused me some heartburn along the way? Uh... You betcha. Perfectionists tend to be rule followers. We're fiercely attached to doing things correctly because we're terrified of getting it wrong. That fear can be paralyzing. So, as a coping mechanism, many perfectionists convince themselves it would be better not to even try than to try and subsequently fail or be criticized. And while we may be at a point in our lives where we've sort of accepted that about ourselves, although I am living proof that you can change, Mama. Do we really want to be modeling that for our kids? Do we want them to take themselves out of the game before they've even laced up their shoes because they're afraid they won't be perfect or they're afraid they might fail? I'd venture to say you're shaking your head no to that question. Now, on the flip side, being a perfectionist is not entirely bad. Certainly you'd want a perfectionist as your neurosurgeon or the calligrapher for your wedding invitations, yes? There's value in taking your work seriously and wanting to produce the absolute best results. And that's a good trait to be bringing out in our kids. Certainly my perfectionism led me to graduating first in my class from law school and managing type 1 diabetes for two full-term pregnancies without any complications. In right order and in the proper doses, perfectionism can yield unparalleled results. So how do we balance the good with the bad when it comes to perfectionism? and motherhood? And how do we model that balance for our kids? Here's my advice. Number one, be here now. Stop listening to the chatter inside your brain. You know what I mean? The voice playing out in minute detail what might happen or could go wrong, or that wants to remind you of all those times in your past when things didn't go as smoothly as you had hoped. None of that is real. It either already happened or may never, ever happen. The only thing that exists is this moment, right now. Get out of your head and experience it. It's really nice out here. Number two, remember who you are. I do affirmations with my kids. It dawned on me one day when they were really little that someday in the distant future, Mean kids might tell my adorable, sweet, innocent little babies that they're dumb, or weird, or bad at sports. You know, the stuff you can't monsters are made of. And in that moment of realization, I actually felt offended and mad. I was all, heck no! Anywho, the whole experience got me thinking. How can I prepare them for the inevitable trials of youth and adolescence? For the mean girls and the merciless boy hazing? And then how do I prepare them for the stuff beyond all that? like the scariness of choices and trying something new and putting yourself out there. I'm not sure any mom can fully prepare her kid for rejection and failure and, you know, high school. But a girl can try. I settled on affirmations. And so since they were little, I've told them every day, you are smart, kind, and important. You can do hard things. Don't give up easily. As they got bigger, we added a few to the list, like, I try new things, which was very useful when they were trying new foods. And we always ended with, you're brave, you're powerful. Now that my kids are old enough to have real conversations and real opinions, I don't have to say the affirmations to them anymore. Instead, I say to them, tell me who you are. And they do. In moments when my kids feel the sting of failure, like when my daughter hits a tennis ball out or into the net, I remind them of who they are. And then I ask them, does hitting the ball into the net or whatever frustration has a hold of them change who you are? Nope. They're still smart. They're still kind. They're still important. And the same goes for you, friend. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom With Confidence, the Keep It Together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash Confidence In two PDFs that you can download right now, You get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the Hot Mess Express? If you wanna stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. Number three, just start. For real, just start. Unless we're talking about imminent bodily harm or threats to human life, there's no point in worrying about what could or might go wrong if you try something new. You don't need to know what the second step will be to take the first one. Use the information you have right now and just take the first step. The next step will always, always reveal itself. Rest in knowing there are no bad outcomes. If you discover you took a wrong step along the way, just change directions. It's much easier to change directions when you're moving than it is from a dead stop anyway. Number four, change your vocabulary. Being a perfectionist often goes hand in hand with a ton of negative self-talk. I have historically been brutally hard on myself, which has robbed me of enjoying small wins. It's also kept me from seeing the beauty of mistakes which truly are our greatest teachers. As a perfectionist, you probably hate the word mistake. So change your vocabulary. Instead of viewing mistakes as screw-ups or messes or other undesirable results, allow yourself to see them for what they actually are. Teachers. Mistakes teach us so much if we'll allow them to. The truth is that we only grow by making mistakes. I didn't learn to ride a bike by getting it right the first time. Heck no. I fell down over and over again. Learning what it feels like to fall down helped me figure out how to gain my balance and stay upright. I married the wrong guy once. I was so concerned with checking boxes and ticking off what I thought should come next on my list of life's perfect achievements that I didn't bother to stop and think about whether we were even compatible. After five years of being together, we were married for eight measly months before I filed for divorce. I almost stayed because I was so terrified of being viewed as a failure. I almost allowed that fear to paralyze me into perpetuating years of what would have been a miserable union. But because ultimately I didn't give in to the fear, I met the love of my life. 14 years, two kids, and one hellacious pandemic later, we're still totally into each other. That one decision to step out of my comfort zone. Own the mistake and choose to learn from it has allowed me to experience joy and love like I might not ever have known otherwise. Living through that lesson has also taught me so much about how to guide my kids through their own so called failures. I tell them, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. The other day, my son, who was learning how to write a hoverboard, told me he just doesn't think he can learn how to do it. I asked him why he felt that way, and he said, Because I fell down four times. I said, Well, baby, you probably just need to fall down more. Eventually, all that falling down will teach you how to stay up. It's the same thing for you and me. Next time you're faced with stepping outside of your comfort zone and getting out there, instead of saying, I hope I don't make a mistake, ask yourself, I wonder what I'll learn. Number five, figure out what not to do. When it comes to trying new things, whether that's growing and scaling my business, or trying to learn how to play pickleball, I almost never get it right on the first try. In other words, I put myself out there and experience a lot of things a perfectionist might argue are avoidable if I just waited until everything was perfect. But I view those errors as a guide for what not to do on the next try. Figuring out quickly what doesn't work saves me a ton of time and heartache. If something I create isn't going to obtain the results I ultimately want, I'd rather know that sooner than later. Wouldn't you? Yes, it can be frustrating to stumble as you're starting something new or when you launch something for the first time, but there is tremendous value in discovering what doesn't work. Allowing yourself to become paralyzed by perfectionism will certainly keep you safe in your comfort zone, but you're missing out on vital information you could be collecting on how to improve by getting out there and making those so-called mistakes. Feedback is a gift. Go get yours. So often we allow ourselves to believe lies that would limit our impact on the world. Lies like, I'm not good enough, or other people are doing it better than I am, or it has to be perfect. But the truth is that done is better than perfect, my friend. Letting go of perfectionism has opened up an entire world for me, one in which I try new things, play full out, and allow myself to fall flat on my face as I work to set the example I want my kids to follow. Stop trying to get it right all the time, mama. It's an impossible standard anyway. Allow yourself to make mistakes and allow your kids to see you make them too. Celebrate the small wins. And remember, be nice to yourself. You're pretty awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love, and it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.